Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Michael Libor, CEO at Insurance Gig. Michael, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Thank you, Tony. Uh, we're killing it. Doing great. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and uh, so this was kind of a really cool one for me because you and I uh, connected uh, prior to the launch of Insurance Gig. And uh, you you actually came to, let, to, to an insurance nurse happy hour during COVID uh, and uh, kind of told us a little bit of, of the plan. And at that time, I really didn't get it. And then, I don't know, six months later, you actually launched the company and I'm still working on, on really getting it, but I think I'm getting closer. So we all, always give the the, uh, the the guests the chance of giving the elevator pitch. What is Insurance Gig? So first off, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. It's amazing. It was a year ago. Uh, time really flies. Uh, and to answer your question, Insurance Gig is an app store designed specifically for InsureTech. Uh, what we've done, and you know, you think about like kind of the pitch, uh, we've made access to insurance technology easier, faster, and without risk. Uh, so what that means uh, as an app store, we really prefer to call it an app market, so uh, Apple doesn't sue us, <laughs> is... If you, first of all, are we able to share my screen? Is that something that yes, uh, sir. Go ahead. available? So let's, let's so go with that. For, for, for the listeners, if you are listening to this on the podcast version, uh, the link to, to the YouTube video is on, uh, it's at the very top of the description. So you might want to go watch it there. Thanks. So, and you'll forgive me. I'm looking here, looking there, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the screen. So. Uh, Tony, can you see it? Yes, sir. Yep. So here's our app market. We go out to the best insurance technology vendors that are out there. And if you think about a carrier or you think about a wholesaler, anyone who buys insurance technology, anybody who's walking around the floor of an insure tech show, they're buying insure tech solutions. Those could be submission solutions. It could be data it could be RPA and operations like scanning and uh, you know structuring data. We go to those vendors, they come to us, they list their service on our app market. We ingest their APIs. So uh, here's an example. I always love to talk about Relativity 6. Here's their API. And we don't care if you send us your MuleSoft, GitHub, Apigee, we can ingest your API very quickly. And then we post it and publish it on our site. So we are one centralized place to access all the different services and APIs there are out there. And a little bit later, I'll get into some of the data mapping that we do, uh, which is really where uh, we shine and thrive. Uh, but in one consolidated place, we've got this app store where people could come use these solutions, and I think the most unique thing that we do is our pricing model. Uh, every one of these services is available per transaction. What I found is the biggest point of friction in the insurance technology procurement cycle, which 
I find uh, in all the research that we've done is on average 18 months. So you think about a just, and that's just for the people who close, right? You think about if you sell tech, what's your conversion rate? You know, 10%, 5%. And for those who do close, the average sales cycle is 18 months. That's ridiculous. Uh, especially when tech exists, these microservices are there. I want to consume them. Why does it take 18 months? And if you want, we can get into the reasons that I found. And But at the end of the day, the biggest point of friction was money. People do not want to invest massive dollars, often hundreds of thousands of dollars, whether it's for a one-year contract or for a proof of concept. If they're not 100% certain that it's going to have a 10x ROI in premium, or a 10x reduction in capital expenditure. And that's why it takes 18 months. What we've done is we've said, come to one place, all these apps and microservices are available and you could pay per transaction. Okay. So, so it was a so, little bit long for an elevator pitch. Uh, no, but no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I, it, it's a bit shocking that, that it is possible to do something like this right i i've had we've had 300 plus founders on on on, on the podcast now i i have not recorded all of them lamparelli recorded some of them carrie ann recorded some of some of them uh but but i always ask about a pricing model and the pricing model varies a lot uh it's not all it, in fact, if I had to guess, more often it's a per user than a per transaction. Uh, so, so the the fact that that you've been able to to convince how, how many services do you have do you have now on? Uh, I'd say it really depends. I think right now vendors and services listed on the platform. Uh, I think we're between seventy five and hundred right now. Okay. Uh, What's super interesting is we've spoken to thousands of insurance buyers. Uh, and I'd say you could distill the demand down to like three or four types of requests. Uh, you know, they come down to people want data classification, very often NAICS, NCCI, and some other. Uh, a lot of it is document scanning. How do we take an accord form, a deck page, a loss run, uh, and take an unstructured document and turn it into structured data and submission flow? How do we take what's in our core system, our AMS, our CRM, and get that to a market to quote or to a middleware solution to quote? Uh, I'd say 80% of the asks boil down to those three types of categories. So we've got 50 to 100 different individual companies and they're very specific superpowers, microservices listed. Uh, and, you know, it, it's quite robust. Yeah, it's really, really impressive for a year. And, and you said something really interesting. The, the uh, having, having spoken to, to thousands of insurance buyers, and I think this this is where, where where your background is a huge advantage, right? You 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 didn't come from from being a prior founder in fintech or right. You 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 didn't come from from um, at least your last stop 
right, was was at a large carrier who was a buyer for for this kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I really had the good fortune. Uh, you know, it's funny in life, and it's not what you know, but who you know. Uh, I'm not going to bore you or your listeners with the whole story, but uh, better lucky than good, right? I, I was on a vacation. I bumped into a guy that I went to school with from fourth grade through college. Uh, we were chatting. He asked me what I do. I told him I'm a digital marketer. I asked him what he does. He told me he's in the insurance uh, space uh, in a very, he works for an insurance company kind of in a very unassuming way. Uh, you and I both know that in the real world, the least interesting thing you could say to somebody in a social context is <laughs> I work for an insurance company because I thought he was going to pull a Ned Ryerson and try to sell me a whole life policy like on Groundhog's Day. Uh-huh, yep. uh, ends up, my friend uh, was a very senior leader at Amtrust Financial. Uh, two weeks went by, he called me up. He said, you do marketing, right? Uh, and I said, yeah. He said, could you come up to the office? And we discussed some things about marketing. And uh, by the end of the meeting, he said, you want to come here and build a global marketing practice? And my friend happened to have been the number two guy at Amtrust. Uh, they took a chance on me. I spent five years there. Uh, amazing company, amazing people. Professionally, uh, besides my family, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I loved my job. I have such goodwill and I'm so appreciative uh, towards them for giving me that opportunity. Tony, I did not qualify for that job on paper. Uh, <laughs> I, I never would have made it through the first round of recruiting, uh, but they took a chance on me, Adam and Barry, and I have, uh, I'll be forever indebted to them for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, to that point, Amtrust gave me this amazing platform and gave me this amazing perspective to talk to uh, the who's who of insurance and to be a very big part of the digital strategy and understand what's involved at a carrier level in procuring tech. Uh, and across the industry, this is not about any one company. There's a better way. It's uh, legal governance and compliance should not take nine months. Uh, it, it, but it, you know, you just think about how long it takes just to get a bloody NDA signed. It's a six week process and that's crazy. Uh, but all this tech exists. It's out there. I mean, insurance as an industry has been incredibly slow to adopt the API architecture of things. And, you know, a bet on insurance gig is a bet on API architecture and a bet on microservices. People don't always want to have a tech solution that does 85 things. And very often, 85 of those things at a mediocre level. Uh, but if I go across our app market and just go down the list, uh, you look at, you know, I'm just going down the list. You have Talage or, you know, you go to, to uh, Relativity 6 or you go to Coherent Global. Uh, these people specialize. They're super incredible at what they do. Why should we not be able to tap into them just for that microservice? Uh, and that's kind of our thesis. And we just try to figure out a way to enable that through uh, our data fabric, which I'd love to go into with you if you feel mm, like absolutely. we're going to geek out, uh, and our payment structure. Absolutely. Yeah. Nerd out. Uh, how how does it work? So here here's the core of it. And give me a 
you know, here's a little bit, you know, kind of behind the scenes over here, but he, here's the analogy that I love to give. Okay. Uh, think about the United Nations. Okay. You've got 80 people sitting in the same room. No two delegates speak the same language, but you know, they're kind of listening and they're communicating in real time. So how does that work? What powers that? So what ends up happening is there's a real-time translation service running. So somebody's speaking the source language, it's translated into English, and then from English to the destination language. They do not have 80 to the 79th power of language combos. They don't have Guyanese to French, Guyanese to Portuguese. Everything to English, yeah. Okay, now somebody who's listening over there wants to kind of call me up and go through, there's more than one language and there's more than 80 countries in the UN, but you know it makes for a, a simpler story. Yeah. In this world of insurance of ours, it's basically the equivalent of 80 to the 79th power. Whomever you are, and you're listening to this video, blog, podcast, and you want to do an integration with another partner, every single integration with you that you do is a one-off. You have to have a new integration. You have to set up a new API instance and a new database uh, to partner with each other. You don't speak the same language, right? Your data headers and my data headers are not the same, even though we could be talking about the exact same data type or exact same data field. So we try to situate ourselves as this middle translation layer. We want to be like the UN of insurance data. So what we do is if you're looking at my screen, I call the field agency name. Relativity 6 calls it agency dot name. Okay. Uh, the carrier calls it agency underscore name. We're talking about the exact same thing, but we might as well be speaking different languages. Mm -hmm. So what we do is every partner that comes to us, one microservice at a time. Uh, we don't need to do your whole data dictionary, but for the microservice you wanna consume. So if I go back here for a moment uh, to this one API for Relativity 6, their post is six pieces of data, okay? It's six pieces of data right here. And the response is four. That's all I need to map. So if I go back here now to this agency name and I go to the carrier and they call it agency underscore name, every single party that comes to us, if we do a one-to-one -one mapping, the next time you send me data, you effectively can translate and communicate with any other partner we're connected to. Does that make any sense? That, yeah, like, no, no. It, that it, with it, any it, level of it, it absolutely clarity? makes sense. I'm, I'm always asking uh, the, the guests, what does the integration look like, right? And, and, and for the last couple of years, it, like, it used to be that they, they would say, well, we are API ready. And, 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 and Lamparelli or, or me would, would, would say, uh, well, are, are, how are the carriers playing ball with your API? And basically, like, like they would be, they would be like, yeah, well, his Cox is is API ready, right? Uh, that's gotten a lot better. Carriers are much more API ready, maybe not one hundred percent, but much more. Uh, but yeah, integration continues to be. I mean, messy. from my experience, and this is not a scientific number, but just, and maybe I'm kind of underestimating a bit, but 
I mean, a, APIs are not just about carrier APIs, and it's not just about binding APIs. It's it's the digital language that any two companies work together. I mean, you think about Zapier, right? Uh, you've got Gmail talking to Salesforce, connecting through Zapier. I mean, that's all. It's an API architecture. Mm -hmm. Insurance as an industry, if you go around and ask 100 carriers, how many of you have any type of submission APIs? I'd say it's under 10%. Uh, you know, if you go through to bind, I'd say it's under 2%. Uh, but I, I believe that from the insurance gig perspective, APIs are going to be the way things are done in three years and five years and 10 years. But just as an industry, we're a little bit behind web 3.0. We're behind the traditional, you know, web in general, and we're a little bit behind financial services. Uh, and that's just a fact. Uh, but we're going to have a very, very uh, big flywheel effect of accelerated uh, usage of APIs. But as an industry, we're just not there yet. And we feel that we're incredibly well situated uh, to be this API integration layer. Okay. So, so let's talk about, about, about kind of, normally I, I ask about, about the clients. Uh, but in this case, let's, I, I think that, that thinking stakeholders might be a better way to put it. So, because I want to differentiate, so so I would love to to hear a little bit about how um, how you uh, so so first the the ultimate buyers, right? So 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 if I am a carrier or even a large broker, and I'm interested in, in some of the services that are that are on the platform, I love the fact that that, that I can pay by 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 the uh, by the use by by, by the hit. Uh, I can't remember how, how you called it, but by, by, by the request. Um, okay, so so right. The first problem I have is is the document scanning problem, right? So I, I want a way to digest accord forms without uh, having to type them into the system, right? Uh, so so I so so so. Do I literally just go to the, go to the website, sign up as a carrier, start looking at the options, uh, and, and what what does that look like from the perspective of of, of the carrier that wants to start using you? Yeah, so there are services? so there are a couple of points that you bring up, and I don't know if you figured this out yet. Like I've never taken or answered in a concise way when I could do it in a very wordy way. So <laughs> you, you'll forgive me. It's it's one of the things I need to work on now. With a full kind of legalese disclaimer, I'm showing a slide here. This does not mean or represent that any of the entities here are customers, or I'm just using this as an example. Uh, so with that disclaimer, uh, can you see my screen? Yes, sir. So people ask us all the time, well, who are your buyers? Because I think the conventional way of thinking about things is if you're an insure tech, I sell carrier solutions or I sell agent solutions. That's not how we think about it. We have buyers and we have creators. There's two sides of the coin. And you come to like Amazon, right? You're either buying stuff or you're selling stuff. Amazon's in the middle. So this is how we classify it. We've got agencies, we've got wholesalers and MGAs and carriers. Every single one of these entities buy insurance technology in some form or fashion. Uh, if you remind me at the Antonia, I'd love to talk to you about some of the work that we're doing at the AMS level, which I think is really innovative and cool. Uh, 
So to your point, these are the people who could potentially buy from us from a company type. In terms of the stakeholder, it really varies. At a carrier, it's the CIO, it's the head of the business unit, it's the person who runs innovation. But what happens is putting all the CISO compliance governance aside because we take that incredibly seriously uh, and carrier, like the worst thing that could happen uh, to me or to anyone in the industry is to take somebody's sensitive data and have it appear on the dark web the next day. And that's the, really the only thing that keeps me up at night. Uh, once that process is done and somebody comes to us and they feel comfortable that we're a good custodian of their data and our compliance protocols are up to par, yeah, they could come to the platform, sign up and consume a service uh, within a matter of minutes. Now, if we're geeking out, the question is, is that API service already something that's integrated uh, into their system and how they want it? And that's where it gets a little bit more complex. But you know, if you go back to our app market, uh, we've got all of these services that are here and listed with APIs that once they're an approved buyer and they give us their credit card number, we'll give them uh, credentials to start consuming APIs very quickly. Okay, uh, so so the the other stakeholder is the the, uh, the service provider, right? The the Talage of the the, the insured tech, the Talage of the world, the the Ascodia, the the whoever, right? Yeah. So from from their perspective, uh, what is it? What, what does it take to to get to to uh, get listed? So to get so we have kind of different levels. It's uh, to come and just list your service on the platform is free. Come create an account, upload your logo, describe your service. Fifteen minutes, uh, you're there. But that's really you know that just makes me a the captera or like a an index of services and trust me i wish i had captera's market cap and they're amazing at what they do but that's not what we do we want to take it to the integration level so we've built this really unique and innovative data fabric where we ingest their swagger doc all the data header elements, we would then do a mapping. Right now, in the short term, while, again, Tony, we just launched two months ago. Uh, we're doing the mapping to make sure that it's perfect uh, and it's accurate. But within the next six months, the creator, the seller, will be able to come list their API, do their own mapping of their column header to my column header, and then away they go. They're this list their price, we want 43 cents for the transaction, and then we do the rest because we integrate downstream. I'm the legal entity, right? The buyer is contracting with me. I'm contracting with the seller. So we we create a tremendous efficiency on that legal front as well. Okay, and, and the, I always ask about the pricing model and you might've just said it. So if I understood correctly, basically uh, the, the basically the, the uh, you're a flat fee 43 cent fee per 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 pool uh and talage or whoever can set their price 
to whatever makes sense for, for them. And basically you, you guys keep 43 cents. So here's how it works. So when I mentioned the 43 cents before, and you know, I apologize because I probably wasn't clear, that was the price for that one specific service. Okay. And I, the example I think I gave was for the, the NAICS classification. Yeah. The way that we charge and the way that insurance gig makes money is very similar to uh, iOS and to Apple. Uh, we, the seller sets their own price. Okay. It could be a dollar and we just take 15% of that. Oh, okay. Perfect. That, that's, that's how we make money. Clear. So if you're a seller and you charge a dollar, I'm going to take 15 and you're going to get 85 cents. If you need to net a dollar, we're incredibly transparent. We're going to charge a dollar 15 and uh, you'll end up netting that dollar. Okay. That, yeah, that, that makes perfect, perfect sense. So it is literally a an app store uh and like right i don't know if if like you mentioned at the beginning if if, if it, like, like i don't know if the android app store is called an app store right if if the word app store is trademarked i i, I get it but but it is it literally works just like 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 the like the famous app store it's taking every ounce of self control not to go live on the demo and go to the google app store and check it out but uh, i know that it's the google play something uh, oh that's right google play not not app store okay so app store is probably trademark for apple okay yeah. um so fa fantastic um so there are uh buyers there are providers you're provi you're providing the marketplace in, in in the middle and and helping integrate uh, before we start recording, we talked a little bit about investors. So I don't know, and, and we can cut this part out if you don't want it to be in the podcast, but uh, I did want to give you the chance to kind of make the pitch for, so if, if I am, you know, an angel investor who likes to play in the, in the insurance insurance space, why should I, should I be reaching out to, to an insurance gig to, to, uh, to see if, if, uh, if you're a good fit for my portfolio? Well, uh, I definitely appreciate uh, you teeing that up. Yeah, we are uh, definitely, you know, in the midst of raising capital, as is every CEO and uh, every insure tech. You know, to quote one of our current investors, uh, after getting the demo, his response was, he loves insurance gig because there are so many ways to win. Uh, if you believe in APIs and you believe in microservices, insurance gig is purely a bet on microservices. Insurance as an industry is unequivocally, unequivocally going that way. And we are the first uh, setting up this unique structure to be able to procure tech in a much more efficient way. It's broken and I can't, if you are out there and you feel that insurance technology procurement is not broken, please call me. I'd like to hear why. Uh, and this is not an indictment on any one company because there's amazing bloody tech out there, but it's so hard for the sellers to kind of get through. And we've made it incredibly easy. Uh, and we disintermediate nobody. We disenfranchise nobody. We give sellers access to brand new markets that they never would have sold to before. We have massive enterprises that are always whale hunting and they love insurance gig because we've democratized it. We can now sell their tech to smaller buyers that they never would have bothered to sell to 
or they never would have bothered with the lift of doing integrations with them. But because they're integrated with insurance gig, I give them access to this long tail buyer that never would have bought from them. We're the only people that could do real-time A-B testing between two partners. Uh, we're the only people really offering this comprehensive suite of services in a transactional way. So it's innovative. It, not everybody gets it. Uh, a lot of the investors we talk to want to see this up and running. You know, Will it work? They don't have the benefit of the exposure that I do of talking to the buyers every day and seeing the reactions that we're getting. Uh, and I know it sounds kind of obnoxious if I repeat it, but like we get this overwhelmingly positive feedback from people saying like, holy cow, this is genius. And our team, uh, we really do believe that we've created something of incredible value. And, you know, I'll, I'll go out there and I'll go on the record and saying, this is how it's going to be done in five years. Will insurance gig be the only game in town? Probably not. Will we be there? Yes. But this is how it's going to be done. It's just broken now. And this solves too many problems. Is it for everyone? No. Will everybody always and only do it this way? No. But we've really solved for some major points of friction in the procurement process. Uh, and we're getting incredible demand. And we we see very clearly how this is going to make an impact. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you made a really good point, which is the the smaller carriers, right? That with a setup like this, now again using Talos as an example. Talos is top of mind for me because they've sponsored insurance nerds all of July. Uh, so, so, uh, they're top of mind for, for, for us, but, but, but yeah, for, for a talent, for example, it's hard to reach small carriers, right? Like it, it's, it's expensive to sell to small carriers. Uh, if they're in the marketplace now, small carriers can self-sell, right. Can self-service basically. Uh, and in PNC, there's 2000 small carriers, more than that, the, 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 like the long tail of small carriers in PNC is absolutely gigantic and like any long tail uh after a certain point none of them are worth selling directly to but in aggregate they control a significant amount of business uh so yeah this is really really cool yeah and we're an aggregator uh and it's funny you know to see people's reactions because when people see this like everybody goes straight to submissions like oh are you creating a new direct-to-consumer play? Or are you kind of uh, aggregating that? And it's like saying, you know, does Amazon only sell books? Or uh, <laughs> does Apple only have, uh, you know, ride-sharing apps? We are an app market. We uh, have an array of categories across different lines of business. We're not exclusive to PNC either. As a young, new startup, we're very focused right now on PNC because that's what we know. Uh, and that's where we have a lot of uh, relationships and demand, but we've been approached about when are you launching your employee benefits vertical? When are you launching your A and H vertical? And that's going to come. Uh, but right. And anybody could come list and anybody could come by. We're completely open. You know, like one of the questions that comes up often 
is if you look at some of the core policy systems, they have their own app stores or their own ecosystems. And if I were them, I'd do the exact same thing, but those are very specific to their core system. It's okay, we've got a bunch of apps that integrate with our system. We are completely open. Uh, we're completely agnostic as to who we'll integrate with. We're integrated with a couple of agency management systems. We're very tightly integrated with Hawksoft, who are amazing partners. We're very tightly integrated with Vertifor, uh, an amazing partner. We've got read-write access uh, into their APIs, and we're powering apps for them that their agents want, And but that's not what they do. They don't build these little services. Uh, they focus on the core, but there are so many little microservices that are needed for the agent to kind of get through their day that if you look at my app market, my vendors provide, and we bring the two together. So uh, you specifically mentioned Vertifor and, and Hawksoft. Uh, so so I'll ask the indiscreet question, and again, I'll, I'll, I, I can edit it out if, if it's a bad question. Uh, so what about Applied? So if Applied wants to integrate with us, we will gladly integrate with them. Okay. Uh, this, the we, conversation hasn't happened yet. Uh, no, so I I, uh, I happen to consider myself as a business relationship super close with Reed. Uh, he's a rock star of a human being and he's a rock star professional. And I, if I may, I'd say I, I consider him a mentor. Uh, I made it a point uh, to reach out to him and have a regular call with him. Uh, we would, we're open. Uh, we would love to integrate with them. I will tell you very clearly that uh, you know we went through the Broker Tech Venture Accelerator, uh, awesome. which is something that we're incredibly proud of. Uh, it was very uh, validating. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great signal, and happens to be that a lot of the agents that are there are are larger. Uh, and a bunch of them work uh, on Epic, and the the request that they had was, uh, "Do you are you currently integrated with Epic?" And we're not. Uh, it's not for uh, lack of trying. It's just we really haven't had the conversation with them. Mm -hmm. If they're interested, I'd love to do it. We're also we're three. We went live three months ago, and uh, we have more demand than we could handle. Awesome. Uh, but I, I hope in two years when you call me back, you know, we we could say that we're a proud partner of theirs, but it just hasn't been part of the narrative. Awesome. I, I, I am tempted to to uh, to tag Applied uh, on LinkedIn when the, when the podcast goes live to to be to be like, like, here's, uh, you know, Michael Libor with Libor with, with uh, insurance gig uh, proudly integrated with. Hawksoft and Vertifor. Hey, applied. <laughs> uh, please do. I'll, I'll also mention that uh, with, without mentioning their names, because it's a little premature, but no problem. we signed a contract with one and we just shook hands with another agency management system. So that'll bring to four. Now we're doing different things with each one of them, but of uh, basically, uh, you know, I'll show this to you. We're basically powering the ultimate goal is to power their app store to create like a Shopify experience okay. for the AMS. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, without, you know, Vertifor has different ways that they want us to work with them. Hawksoft has different ways that we want to work with them, but, but that's the ultimate long-term vision. 
in terms of whether it's epic or not, and please don't let this next part be about epic, uh, but I want to show you something super yes. cool that we built. Uh, sorry, no, that's not where I want to be. Give me one second here. Here, uh, let me pull this up. So this I'm showing you is right now live in AMS 360. Uh, you know, Tony, we realized very early on, uh, we had a vendor that came to us and said that they want to consume a service. They wanted our financial model. They wanted to pay per transaction. And we went, we got them the service. And then I said, okay, here's our endpoint. Here's the API, consume it. And they looked at me like I'm from Mars. We don't have APIs. We don't have IT resources. We can't consume APIs. And I realized that this is going to be a problem. Uh, from a carrier perspective and a resource allocation perspective or just an overall capability, a lot of agents, even in the top 100, don't have the resources or ways to consume APIs. So we said, how do we deliver our creators' superpowers to our buyers without APIs? So look what we built. We actually, uh, we created a Chrome extension. So here, the agent is in the AMS. They're working the risk here for Boynton Beach construction. Uh, and the agent is in the record and they don't have a NAICS code, okay? They could hit our Chrome extension. We pull the data out of the AMS. The agent verifies it here. I behind the scenes or insurance gig behind the scenes goes and hits the API, gets the results. We populated back in the AMS. The agent never left the AMS. They're now tapping into the wealth of APIs that insurance gig has, never leaving their agency management system. And this doesn't have to only be for agency management system. It could be for your CRM. It could be for any cloud-based, web-based, Chrome accessible uh, architecture could access any information that we have in our inventory. That that is beyond fantastic. So so like like my day job, I, I work out of Salesforce. Uh right like be super easy to to integrate that way with with a Salesforce or yeah. That that is that is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Michael. Uh Holy crap, you guys are killing it. Uh, Thank you. Absolutely can, I, can I show you one more thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So check this out. Yeah, I just don't know what to ask anymore. <laughs> you well, I, all my questions. <laughs> you don't have to ask anything. Like, I don't know if you figured it out yet. If you just ask one question, I won't shut the hell up for the straight full hour. So, <laughs> uh, th this is super cool. Uh, think about like uh, IFTT, if this, then that, or think about, I'm shocked that most people don't know that what I'm about to describe exists. On Apple, there's an app called Shortcuts, right? Uh, what it allows you to do is string together different apps on your iPhone. So you could basically say, or program your phone to say, hey, 
check the weather app in the morning. If it's raining, call my Uber early. When I get to the George Washington Bridge, hit the Starbucks app and order my coffee. And when Uber ends my ride, SMS Tony, who's my next appointment, tell him I'm on my way up. Okay. You could do that in Apple. Wow. It's, it's really cool. Now, think about an insurance. Like, how often do you need to create a bespoke workflow uh, or some type of orchestrated service that involves more than one party? Like, get, could you imagine any tech go live call with more than two parties? It's impossible. It, it would never happen. So, we've built a way because let's go back to those foundational elements that I discussed in the beginning, right? We've got the data translation layer. We've got the pricing on lockdown. So you could come to insurance gig and say, Hey, here's a document and we'll send it to vendor. Number one, sensible. They are awesome at scanning and extracting data. They send it back to us. I can't quote it yet with a comp rater because they need eight pieces of data. I only got seven out of the first call. I now send it to our data partner, Relativity6. They enrich that eighth missing piece of data and send it back to me. I can now send it to the comparator and get a quote, which comes back to insurance gig. And we could then send that data where you want, to an AMS or to your proprietary system. Tony, we could do this in minutes. We could get three, four, five different companies in a combination in any order to now work together in a custom workflow without actually having to get the companies on the phone through this building block recipe uh, builder that we've created. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have had very few um, jaw hit the floor uh, uh, episodes uh and i've probably recorded 250 of our catalog uh it this is very very cool stuff thank you thank you we're we've got an amazing team you know i i hate when people sound falsely humble uh you know and i, I can't say i'm humble because i'm not but uh we're super proud uh we're we built something really special. Uh, it's very difficult, but we're we're just exposing the amazing tech capabilities of our creators and our partners. Uh, we're we just created this orchestration layer, uh, and we're just making the 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 best tech available uh, in a democratic way. So thank you. It, it means a lot. It really does. Like uh, we've got a great team. Uh, everyone on the insurance gig team lives and breathes uh, the platform, and it means a lot. I, you're an incredibly well-traveled guy, and you know you're an, a true insurance nerd, literally and figuratively. Uh, and it, it means a lot to get that feedback and reaction from you. I'm looking forward to 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 have you guys to to have you back uh, as you continue to grow this thing, and look forward to to see you in, in the conference circuit. Uh, yeah, this is really cool stuff. Thank you so much for, for your time today. Thank you.